Hello, I'm Patrick Sheriff, and I just wanted to talk a little bit, a little bit more about what I wrote uh, last for freetalktefl.substack.com uh, for the bulletin, which is number 19, which if you go to the website you can find it all written out. But I don't want to rehash that. What I was talking about was why I'm a self-employed English teacher and why I believe it's the best way. Basically, like a good communist, you should own the means of your production. Um, if you do the work, you should get paid for it and try and cut out the middlemen as much as possible. This might seem like a very old-fashioned review, but actually it does go together with modern marketing thought and internet, the way of the internet. What do I mean? Well, think about it like this. The most dangerous number in business and I would say in private teaching, is one. This is an idea from Dan Kennedy, the famous <laughs> um, direct marketer. He can seem a bit sleazy. Some of his books are just constantly selling his own stuff. But he's good at it, and we can all learn from how to sell your own stuff. I certainly can. I don't do a very good job at it. But anyway, uh, the main point is... One is the most dangerous number. If you have only one customer, well, that's great if you please that customer. But the moment that customer is not interested in what you're selling, you're in trouble. You don't have any other customers, right? So if, that's an obvious point, right? But that applies like if you're working for a company, it, like a good commie, if you, if, or way of thinking, if you are selling your labor to one company, right, the boss, um, that's kind of dangerous. Okay, if you are having a good time with the company and the company's looking after you and everything's tickety-boo, but the moment you have an argument with your boss or the company's policies change or they decide they don't need to have so many native English speakers or whatever the problem is, you are out on your ear, right? Um, so it's not so secure because... You relied on one. One is a dangerous number. One customer. One, and and you can take that further. One source of advertising. Um, uh, you know, if you only, for example, if you only advertise in the local paper, or if you only give out leaflets at the station, or if you only rely on, you know, I, I don't know, what, um, uh, Google ads or something like that. Relying on one source is inherently dangerous for the same kinds of reasons that things can change and then suddenly um, if you've built your platform um, on one source and then it changes you're in trouble for example uh, well, very, well like selling books on Amazon if you uh, do something wrong that Amazon doesn't like they could just yank all of your books and then you're in trouble and if you've built up you know, a whole business all around just one source of revenue, you know, it just takes one problem for it to, to all collapse. Um, and that's true for, for English teaching. You shouldn't have just one type of customer, um, I think. You should try and vary it so that if the market changes, you can change with the market rather than being stuck in one place. Um, yeah, by the way, yeah, I meant to say digital sharecropping. That's the the idea that you're a sharecropper, you, you put all of your efforts online onto one site, uh, typically um, 
you know, like uh, uh, social media like Facebook. If you do all of your communications with students on Facebook and then Facebook changes its algorithm, which they do, or decides to start charging you, you're stuck. You've got to go with them, right? You haven't built your own website or your own presence or other places. You could argue the same about Substack. I mean, I'm here on Substack largely because it's free at the moment and it allows me to build a, an email um, you know, uh, email newsletter. So I have a way, of, a way of reaching you, the listeners and the readers of my stuff. Um, and that's good because I, I do actually have you know, access to your emails, which is it allows me some, some sense of independence. If Substack collapsed, I could continue sending emails out myself. Um, or if Substack decided they wanted to charge some onerous amount of money. So although I am happy to use Substack and I use Amazon and I use Google and even Facebook, I'm able to move away if I need to. And if any one of those points of weakness you know, becomes untenable, unusable, <clears throat> I can step away. I did that with Twitter. I had, I did, I used to have like, uh, I don't know, three or four thousand followers on Twitter. But since uh, Mr. Musk and the advent of X, I just didn't feel comfortable on that platform. So I walked away and it had zero impact on my business because it I wasn't focusing my attention there. So that's kind of the importance of not relying on just one. That also applies as a self-employed business person. If I build the business all around me, uh, really I've just created a job because if I stopped working, suddenly the income would stop coming in and it's not really a business. You're totally self-employed and totally reliant on yourself. And this is where it is risky. The way around that is to develop your your job into a business, into a genuine business where you could replace yourself. So um, I could have somebody else teach my lessons and I'm, I'm, I'm not quite there yet, but almost. I have a whole range of um, textbooks and so on. There's no reason why a competent English teacher couldn't see what I was doing and take over from what I, from what I was doing. And that's good. I've sort of made myself semi-redundant, I could be replaced. At the moment, I'm still teaching 99% of, of, of the lessons uh, with help from my wife. Now, so we are a team, so we team teach. That's a subject for another, uh, another podcast, probably. So I'm not completely on my own, but I mean, yeah, if something happened to me, probably the business wouldn't survive, which tells you it's not really a business, it's just a job. But I'm getting there. Um, the other irony, of course, is it is fun to do things by yourself. I don't particularly like having to clear everything with a boss or doing things that I'm not interested in doing, you know. So although we say number one, one is the most dangerous number, it's also the route to satisfaction as well, I thought. However, on the other hand, everything I do is only valuable if somebody else thinks it's valuable. If I teach a good lesson... How do I know it's a good lesson unless the students gain from it? So I need students to teach. Just like, you know, it's an obvious point, but making these uh, Substack um, uh, uh, podcasts, well, I need a listener. If nobody's listening to this, I'm just talking to my computer. 
<laughs> it does feel like nobody's listening, but I'm sure there are. Um, if not now, if not that many now, there will be potentially in the future. So that's why I keep going. But but that's the point. It's not just all about me. There has to be a reader, a listener, a student. Um, but yeah, it, it is a, a philosophical pull between just one and many. Are you doing this for yourself or are you doing this for others? Uh, just something else to add. I don't know if I ever will have any employees. Maybe I might replace myself completely or my daughter might inherit the business if she wants to. Um, but in the meantime, any profits or whatever that we make, I, I mostly plow back into the business, but I also diversify by investing um, and investing in um, uh, what you call it, uh, index funds. So not any one particular stock, just the whole market. So it's for people like me who don't have time or knowledge about, about investing. You can make a reasonable income. And the point is you're diversifying your savings. You're not putting everything into your teaching business. So if, this is again goes back to like the most dangerous number being one. If the one business that provides most of my income collapses for whatever reason, well, I have diversified investments. And you could too. I should, you know, if you want information about that kind of thing, I could talk about it. But really, if you're in Japan and you're worried about retirement and investments and have no idea, go to retirejapan.com, uh, which has a wealth of information. Ha ha ha. Pardon the pun. Um, but it's really good. And if you, if like me, about five years ago, I suddenly got nervous. Oh my God, I haven't saved up enough for retirement. What am I going to do? Um, check out there. It, it's not selling you anything specifically. It's giving you advice. He's not, he's not selling you anything. Not, not trying to make a, uh, not trying to sell you some product and taking a cut. So, and equally, neither do I. I'm not, I make no money from that. It saved my bacon, so to speak. And it might be good for you. So that's called um, retirejapan.com, run by uh, Sendai Ben, Ben Sheeran, who by all accounts is a nice bloke. Right. So, yeah, that's it. That's, that's the point. The most dangerous number in business and teaching is one. So whatever you can do to, to move away from reliance on one thing or one source of, uh, of, of revenue um, will make you a stronger, more successful business and make future um, brighter. Right, that's it. i got nothing else to say. If you have any interest in what I was saying, this is the kind of thing that I talk about every week here on Fridays. Um, and... Every Monday I publish a uh, lesson plan that you can use for all different ages. I mean, I do different lesson plans for all ages. And on Wednesday there is the bulletin uh, newsletter that I put out with information for anybody interested in teaching English as a foreign language, specifically in Japan, but really anywhere. Okay. Well, good luck. Good luck with building your business. Good luck with teaching. Good luck with life. Have a good one. I'll talk to you next week.